Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Women will be screaming at that. Well, do you not say anything, or does that make you a coward? Because there's probably a lot of people who are in this commentary community who are turning on you, right? This is going to go on for like years. There is no such thing as forgive this on the internet. Cancel culture is final. I was convinced. Yeah, that's the thing. One day you are going to upload your last video to banks. That is a terrifying amount of pressure put on yourself. I hated what I had built. Do you think you were aware of that at the time? No way. I will never compare myself with anybody else. I refuse to do it. I love your indifference to being bisexual. Oh, I, just love <laughs> I just love it. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the process. This time with I'm Alex. Oh, how are you doing? How are you, bro? It's, I'm good. It's always weird having that username because obviously you're not Alex. Yeah. I, <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't, said it. I didn't think that through when I made it. Yeah, that's a good that, When people introduce me to that, it's always like, you're not Alex. Well, it's nice. funny you say that, because I do actually like, I've had those moments where I go, that is good. Now, well done. Now, it's good when I, when I say it. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When but, I say it, it's brilliant. Oh, it's yeah. like, it's like, oh, because that is him. But then when other people say it, it's like, they kind of lose his, loses its Yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah, sorry about that. So, it, Alex. Alex, <laughs> on, on the, the process. The point of the process, I say it pretty much every time, but it's not about this whole life body of work. It's about kind of zoning in on moments along the way. And so I think some people have been a bit funny about certain people, depending on their age sometimes. I think it's nonsense and I think it's all relative. Like the whole point of this whole series is to kind of talk to people about, as I say, what they're feeling at different moments in time. And you've had a year. (laughs) But you had a year before that as well. So there's sort of good bits and bad bits. So I kind of just want to find out bit more about where you're at. Uh, before I get into all of that, obviously the podcast is on iTunes and Spotify and all those different things. Uh, we've had lots of different guests have been really, really good. So if you want to check those out as well, let's just get straight into, yeah. let's just get into surviving cancel culture. Oh, well, I think it's one of the biggest problems nowadays with just in terms of like uh, YouTube or celebrity type culture in general. It's just like people accusing people of stuff, accusations flying around like, 24 7 like there are so many people i know have been accused of stuff rightfully falsely accused of stuff um and basically what happened was is we had like another one because not the first time it's happened it's the first time it's happened when anybody really knows who we are but when we were all like smaller channels it used to stuff like it used to fly around so many times accusations Uh, and just accusations and when you got like a bunch of 18 year old 19 year old 20 year olds doing stuff like that um, a lot of us, uh, one of our friends was accused of um, basically like something very terrible uh, and we all believed it and then it basically ended up turning out to being like completely false. Right. And then it's that whole thing where, number one, you don't know who's telling the truth anymore, who's lying to you and then suddenly the difference is now is that it's not like something you just go through with your friends because everybody is a public figure. Mm. And we've all known each other since before any any of us really had like, any formal following, but because we've all grown with it, it then becomes a thing we've also got like 50,000 people or so mm. making like their judgments on that. And it was just, uh, yeah, what it's just a crazy time in general. So the basics of this was a high profile person was accused 
you then had a period of time where you had to try and figure out so the accusation was was rape was it yeah yeah and so when it's something like that it's such a sensitive issue that having heard, watched the jackmate podcast with you guys you were sort of highlighting that it took a couple of months for you to try and figure out where to sort of sit with something like that because it is such a sensitive issue and it is such a such a difficult thing to prove either way what what allowed you to and maybe there is an answer to this what allowed you to get to a point where you made the mistake which you've said of sort of putting your your sort of slang in the ground so many messages came out first of all and before it was like a public thing it obviously wasn't public for us first of all it was something where on the internet happens so quickly like it the accusations happen and that's where people think it started mm-hmm. but like stuff like that and all these situations that happen there's so many all the time um normally goes on for like four or five months before then like right. five months ago you hear oh so and so probably might have done this and then like two three months go by and then you see messages get sent to you and stuff like that or like at a point you're like 20 30 people telling you that it's all true and it's one of those things where um i ended up basically saying something about it because or the fact that I'd invited him around my place and he'd been staying with me for a few weeks and then basically um, a bunch of my friends actually called me up when he left, which was like the weirdest part. They waited for him to leave and they went, you've been housing a rapist for X amount <laughs> of weeks. Right. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah, and they and, and basically like, well, like, why are you doing that? You, you know this is true. And I was like, I've never heard of this before. Right. And then it became this thing where then they sent sent me everything on it, and I thought it was I was like, oh, this is uh, he's terrible. Mm. I read everything. And I was like, he is horrible. I am really actually quite upset with the fact that I've introduced him to all my friends. So then I felt like it was my responsibility to say I don't agree with any of the stuff that he's done. Is then he... a month down the line, it turns out that most of it was completely falsified by the girl he was with. Right. Which, which is, is terrifying. It is terrifying. It is terrifying. And it's such a... Women will be screaming at that because of the damage that something like that does because it gives the sway of the sway of sort of being falsely accused to it being those kind of things being true. There's Often it's down to perspective. Like I, I've had those discussions with, with different women about, you know, oh, well, you don't know. Well, you don't know. The women, and it often comes from your point of view as yeah. in you go... I would, I would never do that. So there has to be some sort of nonsense involved. Yeah, well, like when you get somebody, but it's the same the other side. When so... somebody sends you something like that, you think, why would his girlfriend lie? Mm. That's the first thing you think, especially because I had somebody sort me outside a pub, literally like three weeks after it all happened, which was almost like this weird irony. And I was like, well, I wouldn't lie about any stuff. Like that. I, I had my friends with me when that happened, and that was just a, an experience in itself. And then I also have what, friends what who. Was that? I was outside the pub after playing football with a few of my mates and um, some fan recognised me, approached me, she was a woman and she was with a bunch of guys and she was like quite clearly like trying to chat me up and I was like rejecting her advancement so one of the guys came over and he grabbed me by the fucking balls and he just went, oh he's got a nice pair on him. Are you fucking serious? And I just stood there, I just froze, I didn't know what to do and then my mate Zach literally like grabbed the guy and was like, what yeah. are you doing? It's like, let go. Wow. And so that was one of those things where when something like that happens, it, it's weird because I, when I read stuff on the internet as well, I always thought you, you believe women first. And that was like the way to go for it. And, then, and now 
every now it's weird because obviously I get all the stuff saying oh, I should never have done that to your mate, but it's like oh, do you believe we're in first? Like, what do you pick? Like, how do you decide? Yeah. How do you know? And I and I think it's almost a situation where now I'm like, well, do you not say anything? Or does that make you a coward? Like, what? Well, you can't really well, win. So that's I think that kind of this is a really strange space that you have to live in because. And this from an and it, I mean, obviously, he's the victim out of all of it. He was the one who got lied about. Like, it's not. Yeah, and and he could say the exact same thing that you've just said there about about the why didn't you know why didn't you believe me? But I guess you you know you didn't know him him well enough enough and life's full of mistakes. Yeah, that's another thing with YouTube. I think a lot of people see it as oh, they're best friends, best friends. But it's mm. like I that was like the first time I met him and all that. So yeah. when I read it, and it's happened so many times, and most and like nine times out of ten, it normally turns out to be true. Mm. So I just I just believe it. I was more. It's also one of those things where you don't really think straight when something like that happens. Yeah. Because you'd rather not be in a situation where any of your friends being accused of that. Of course, of course. So so, so when that then, you know, it's understood that it's false, and then there's this you know this phrase that I want to vomit when I say it: this cancel culture idea. And you're in the eye of that storm. What was going through your mind in those in those few days? Because there's probably a lot of people who are in this commentary community who are turning on you right yeah so it's this interesting thing where like the internet going back and forth as somebody who makes videos on people all the time as a job like that was actually probably the easiest thing like losing like the forty thousand subscribers all of that i watched it happen to him and then as soon as he proved it to be false i was like well obviously that is just going to come back to the direction of the people who who went with it in the first place, which is completely understandable because that's what the internet does. It And it's been a big thing this year now where cancel culture's been on, like nine times out of 10, the people who got canceled this year made a response video and it flipped, like no matter what they said in, in, to an extent where, so I was thinking, right, it, so there's it a just, pendulum. It, yeah, it. it's like, and then everybody goes, oh, well, we hate cancel culture. Then you're thinking those are the same people who, obviously cancelled him and they went oh no sorry now it's you yeah uh but it was it was for me that wasn't the part that was the hardest i expected that i even knew going into it it was when i knew that there was even gonna be accessions posted i was thinking it's gonna be a nightmare just in general because it you're even people i know who didn't say anything even got hit by the ricochets i suppose because they were like oh you didn't say anything at all right so what were you doing um, but for me, it's when you. F- it's, there's a lot of times where people you really feel like you know, um, and friends of yours, they are start avoiding you or quite clearly talking to you differently. That's that's the real stuff that I think when it affects your real life. Yeah. Stuff on the internet, obviously, it's my job, so it does affect me to an extent. But I wasn't bothered about any of that because for me, it wasn't about that in the first place. It wasn't about oh, oh, this person obviously their career should be ended. It's more like. I don't want my friends hanging around with these people. And then it gets to the point where friends are like, who, who is telling the truth at all? And, and Well, that's it. I, that's it. Like, I mean, talking to you there and, and understanding the life and the world that you're in, that it feels like there's a lot of blurred lines where things can spill onto each other. Be yeah. it, because there you spoke quite clearly about the distinction between the internet and real life. But then the whole storm... It was a bit of both. Yeah, it was. It was my, my family knew about it. Mm. They were messaging me about it. I basically just like took two months off to just kind of reassess just everything. Mm. Just because I felt like, because it was one of those things where I was like, um, 
am I, it got to the point where I was even like, oh, do I enjoy the job enough to have to put up with stuff like this? Because this is kind of just, this is the type of stuff that comes to the job nowadays. It's like stuff like that. Yeah. And it, and it was one of those things where I just had to have like a big reassessment. I think everybody involved pretty much did just in general. And also looking at everybody being like, have we got ourselves in a situation where, you know, people would say stuff like this and then everybody would believe it or even get as far as it did in terms of the legs. And, and in terms of the threshold, sort of the that moment of, okay, I need to stop. I need to step away from this for two months. What was that? When was that moment? Because so in my head, and I'm sure people who know the story, don't know the story, there's, there's things going on. Then you put something out there that turns out to be wrong. Then there's the backlash. Then it swings back to you, yeah. And then, so within that backlash, is there is was there a moment in particular where you're like, and and I think this happens in life in general where you go, I, you can see sort of the wave of anything coming, and I've found this recently where you kind of you see that wave coming, then you're in the wave for a bit, and then you have to have the you have to take hold of it. You have to. Grab yeah. control. When was that moment? What was that moment? Ironically, it was before anything even happened. You saw it but coming. I was, but I was the only person who did. I remember when everybody was talking about it, and this is when everybody is entirely convinced everything is true, and we're thinking... Everybody was thinking there wasn't a single person who was like, oh, let's get him. It was all like, oh, man, I really don't like the fact that I've like platformed a guy who could do these type of things. And everybody was so upset and devastated. So they had such a great time. We all had a brilliant like month just hanging out. And we haven't done that in like a year mm. and it all gets ruined in like an instant and everybody's just kind of like oh well, what do we do we've got to take responsibility for this and you know let people know and then i said i remember saying got to be super careful with this you've got to make sure that it's 100 percent true i spoke to the girl so many times just to see if her story changed or anything along those lines and then i remember i spoke to everybody it was talked about because obviously we're all friends so everybody's talking about this stuff yeah of course uh and it was one of those things where everybody went, oh, well, I'm sure we'll probably tweet about it and then everybody will kind of know and 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 then we'll just move on. And I remember being like, <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is not that. going to happen. Yeah. Like, that is not going to happen at all. And I said, this is going to go on for, like, years. I said, this will follow everybody here for years. And they all were like, no, no, I mean... And these other people, they're all... Are they all people... Within the business of yeah, they're, this all, they're all YouTubers, so, so they understand the sort of reverberations of drama. Yeah, but I mean, quite clearly, not to the extent of what it really was. It was nice because I remember saying, "I was like, look, if you aren't convinced, I went, don't do it." Mm. I was convinced. That's why I went as far as I did. I was, I was wholeheartedly believed it, and that's why I even said anything because it went on for three, four months, and I was like, oh, I don't really know. I don't really believe most of this. Yeah. And then a few more things come out, a few more messages, other people in the friendship group say stuff, everybody starts going, well, he did this, he did that, he's done that. And then it becomes a thing where it's like, oh, well, if everybody, if all like 35 of your mates that know this guy all think it's true, then you can't really, how can you deny that? So everybody's and, kind of on it. And then being a public figure, do you then feel obliged? Yes. You feel like you there's like no choice but to say something? Yeah, because I know that I would be angry if uh, other people I knew um, knew that one of their friends was doing this at such a high level with like their huge influence and they didn't do anything because there are people who do that. Mm. And I, and also because I have seen people um, cover for their friends when they know that they are so guilty 
to the point where when I was sat there, I, I, as I said, I had no second thoughts. I really believed it. And I thought, well, if I believe it, then I should say something because that's what I would want everybody to do, you know, hold people accountable for stuff like that. So, because I think this is really difficult because I'm not, I don't think I, I think if it was me, I think I would have gone, the only thing I would say is like something as serious as this, I can't, I don't know the answers. And so I'm police, not going yeah. to... I, well, that's no. Sorry, I sorry. I probably yeah. That is that is obviously a huge element of it. That is a massive element of it, which we're actually we're all forgetting. But I mean, in terms of being in your shoes, and uh, look, this is all hypothetical. I, part of me feels like, part of me wonders if, for me as someone who, that isn't my job to. I mean, it is on football, but it's a bit more. It's an easier thing to spin. For someone whose job is that to is to have an opinion and be that kind of to a point that like moral guide for yeah. a lot of people which i know you're laughing at it's, it's, like, ter- it's terrifying it's, it's terrifying true. yeah I, I, that's the, that's kind of what you get you make comments yeah. you go around saying this is bad this is good and then if i just sat there and went oh well, i'm not going to say anything about this everybody would have been going why this is a huge why are you ignoring it yeah uh, like i mean it's happened to stuff before where people who people so know you... that i've met people briefly and they'll yeah. be like Oh well, you haven't made a video on this. You haven't made a video on that. Why don't you make videos on your mates? But this was so close to home, you felt like you had to say something. Uh, I'd sent out tweets. I was never going to make a video. Yeah. Uh, and people so badly wanted there to be a video, which I think was almost terrifying. Uh, the amount of tweets I got, being like, "You got to make a video," and this is when people believed it because the, there's this, such a weird thing. When I first tweeted it, the tweet got like ten thousand likes. Everybody was like, "Good that you believe women first over your friends. That's so good." Then six months later, it's how could you backstab your friend? This woman is a liar. Yeah, and it's like how can it? How can people say that first one and then say the second one? Like that was the one that kind of made everything insane to me. And because then it was this weird thing where I was like, obviously I make these videos, and then people were like, all right, well, you should make a video on it, so everybody knows. Like, why don't you share this with your whole audience? I was like, because I don't, I don't want to share this with. Everybody. Yeah, I'd rather not share it at all. But because I am. A public figure, I I really had I felt like I felt like I had absolutely no choice in the matter. Like I had to say something somewhere. Yeah, because I think that's it's such a unique topic for for someone like you in your situation to be involved in because it's there are sides, but it's ultimately it's not totally quantified. You know, it's not, the evidence is difficult to to get to, um, and it's not something. You, you know, it's not something you sh- you want to talk about. No, ever. They didn't even want to talk about it when it was going on. Yeah. But then you can't just avoid it. Mm. It's so, not something you can just ignore. So you then, so then sort of the backlash comes and were you quite level-headed in that moment because you saw it coming? It was one of those things where I was so aware of it happening to the point where it happened. I was like, all right, well, this was what was going to happen anyway. It was going to go both ways because there is always going to be two, there's always going to be the people who believe it and the people who don't yeah um and no matter which way it goes there's going to be a split mm. not everybody's going to believe it not everybody's going to think it's false and then when more evidence comes out some people won't switch some people will so i was always sat there saying look no you're not going to get everybody to agree with you yeah nobody's gonna like there's gonna be there's gonna be backlash there's gonna be people who are such huge fans of of him and 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 me and even just the the smaller people involved in general um so i was like completely aware of everything that was going on but 
It's and, easier said than done, though, isn't it? Surely, yeah. like I imagine detaching yourself from that. It was hard, but also I feel like it was so needed in general. Like um, YouTube can dictate so much for so many people. Like just because, especially if you upload this regularly as I do, it's like every two, three days. You constantly get like that that hit of oh, I'm uploading. Everybody loves me. I'm uploading. Everybody loves me. And there's a this big interesting thing for me where I've had people who have been like cancelled before in the past. And as soon as their videos, could be still be getting the same views, but as soon as like that social blade isn't green, they completely fall out of all love of it. They realise that they hate making the videos they make, they hate doing it, they hate the person they are, hate everything they've been doing. And I think that was the biggest thing for me. It was more like, as soon as I got out of that flow and I was like, oh, this is the first time in like three years I haven't been a YouTuber. Yeah. And then I was kind of like, what? We're getting the hit. Yeah. Yeah, because I just stopped uploading. Mm. I was like, what? And what actually am I if I'm not making all these videos? And that was like a big, almost life-changing moment where I was like, I need to actually stop doing other things and just rebuild my life. Because it was also one of those things where one of the things I had was, I'm not a YouTuber really at the moment. I wasn't making videos, I wasn't tweeting, wasn't really on Instagram. And then you kind of realise that you have no use to like 99% of the people around you because they are all YouTubers talking to YouTubers because they're YouTubers. I've, I've heard you say that a lot about being a YouTuber. And so you not uploading for two months. So you, that means you're not, you're not allowed to be a YouTuber anymore. You're not allowed that. Well, it's like, well, like I, I, well, I wasn't doing it. It was like, I, I took myself out of it. It was like, I, I wasn't uploading or anything along those lines. Wasn't on social media. So it was like, but for you to be that brutal on yourself, that, that suggests to me that the being a YouTuber is something you really hold up. Oh, it's a, it's a, it's something that I think it's a, it's a title that so many people wish they had. Like it's like being a footballer, right? Like when you see footballers who aren't doing, like when you, when you see people like Ross Barkley going out for drinks and throwing pizzas at people, you think like you got a job that so many millions of people wish you could have. So for me, I was like, well, I don't feel like I'm, I'm doing, doing a good service to what I was going to doing. Especially somebody who makes commentary videos. Like I'm, I'm going to be good at, you know judgment putting judgment on stuff and so that so I felt like I needed those two months out to just really reassess like why I was doing it what I was doing who I was friends with why I was friends with people uh, just all that stuff like I needed a huge reassessment and like am I happy with everything that's gone on because it was more like and can you live without it yeah and could, could you could I carry on not doing this and obviously the answer was no that's why I came back and started making videos but it was also one of those things where for me it was nice to come back and I was under the impression I was like, oh, people are going to hate me forever and, you know, there's no such thing as forgiveness on the internet, cancel culture is final. Uh, even though I was like, I so, one of the things that didn't really worry too much, so I don't I don't really believe in it. I don't, really, I don't really believe in it. I've, well, well, was, the tenses are all wrong when we're talking about it, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, was, I remember when I was cancelled. Like, it doesn't make, it doesn't but but make, it doesn't make any sense because, no. because I, I'm still, at that time, I remember I was like, oh, I'm cancelled now. I don't know if he's going to want to speak to me and he's going to touch me in to be to be honest there are people who will just be like ah no i can't be near any negativity at all it's bad for my brand and they just actually they're just gone no matter how good friends you are they they will just just bounce um and and that that happen yeah i I had some very very good friends of mine almost treat me like i was like a ghost in the room it was like Mm. and that was one of the reasons why i stopped uploading and are they are they What's what's been your process around that? Have you have they gone from your life now, or 
have you just had a switch towards your thoughts on them and carried on or what what happened? It, for me I especially as somebody who has like you know done that thing that I obviously shouldn't have done shouldn't have got involved in, in at all um I personally will always go down the line of like to try and at least forgive first before you just axe people completely mm. um it, with everything in general so for me it was like uh, I number one I like I I tell those people I'm like look uh, you were acting so differently. I'm very I'm very open and honest to those people, mm-hmm. and and I spoke about a lot of the people who did switch up like that in general, just to kind of like figure out why and what was going on. But for me, it's always like I would much prefer that everybody could just move on from everything. Otherwise, like what's the point? Like in the same way where the guy was falsely accused, like if he can't come back from it, then what's the point? Yeah, so like everybody should be able to. To move on from a situation like that, especially because it is so jarring. Mm. Like I've been on, I've been on so many ends of that. Uh, I I've been on the uh, on the area where like there are people who have falsely accused so many people and and vice versa, to the point where I'm like, when all that stuff went down in general and everybody was acting all differently, I was like, it is. It's not something that like twenty year olds are used to dealing with. Yeah. So I feel like everybody gets a bit of room to be a bit weird. Yeah, that's totally fair. Well, that's it, because I think, like, coming here as well, and to, to chat to you as a 20-year-old dude who's been so successful in the field that they want to be in, but you are 20. It's like, terrifying. That, that is, yeah. So this, I, I, being you, I think, must, at times, this is why I, I, I think we're all battling with balance. I think we're all constantly, bat- especially now, like, battling with balance between people that are in the room, People that are out in the wider world, you yourself trying to move forward and be better. And so for you, with the sort of big jump that you had in 2018. Yeah. And to be at one point, was it 1.7 now? Yeah. In terms of subscribers. The sort of the change of such a quick, quick period of time for a 20 year old whose occupation is towing the line of judgment how do you cope with that well it's one of those things where it never the video is kind of like i would just i i've had such a casual approach to youtube because I'd, I'd prefer that I prefer watching somebody who has just really turned a camera on and just kind of started shooting the shit that's the way that i prefer to watch videos yeah um i was almost in a way i kind of built myself up like this bit of a downfall where I would make videos on pretty much anything that moved to the point where I had an opinion on stuff that in reality most people just wouldn't even talk about so you wouldn't even know what anybody but I'm directly blasting that out to the internet and it was after about a year and a half of doing that I kind of realised like alright yeah like maybe like like half of those videos were mistakes in general because I number one don't believe any of that stuff anymore so on and so forth so it's one of those things where when stuff like this comes around now I'm very I'd say I'd love to say that my stuff has changed very massively in like the last six months, especially in a sense. What yeah, uh, was six months ago? I'd be like, yeah, I'd be like, oh, like very serious videos. I always like being like, this is my opinion, this is how I feel, and you know, take it or leave it. And then now my whole thing is if I make a video, I I try and write all of the serious stuff out as much as possible. Um, if the stuff is serious, it's probably sarcastic. Or if not, I, I just try, I've tried to change the tone because number one, it's not fun, it's depressing. Making serious videos all the time is not an enjoyable experience. Yeah, that was something I, I did want to ask you because I think at the few times we've met, um, I you're just nice, happy, 
uh, positive dude. But the content that... And I've, I've noticed the difference. And I also think, and we can get onto it maybe a bit later on, I think the podcast is brilliant for you. Like, as a person who makes content and that's what you're about, making content. I think something that's a bit, bit broader, which allows you to go into the sort of nooks and crannies of an issue, I think is really, like, healthy for you. It's a 10-minute video really limits you. Yeah. And, really, and that's why when I even make videos on other YouTubers, I'm always thinking they have condensed this down to like of course. 10, 15 minutes. So you can't can't really completely annihilate them. Mm. But did you... So getting into commentary, did you... And this might be... Tell me if... Please tell me if I'm wrong with this because these are just thoughts. I, I wonder about the idea that if you're putting out something that is ultimately we need to stop whatever and it, yeah. there's an element of negativity in that yeah even if it's just for the title even but if it yeah. is and then turn and bloody hell it yeah, is sometimes, sometimes it is <laughs> yeah but yeah and, and uh, when, when that is the when you're knowing that that works and you're putting that out there do you feel like that that element of negativity kind of comes back into you yeah 100% I, it's definitely one of those things where uh, I'm definitely very different person to when I was when I started. One of the reasons when I first started, the videos were very much kind of like, "I oh, look at this idiot." That would be kind of as far as it went. But then the more and more it gets on, the more people go, oh, "I really like when you said this," and you really like when you said that. Even if you don't realise you're doing it, you start to become incredibly influenced by what the people in your comment section are saying, what your audience is saying, and then you start without even realising it, you start gravitating down a path uh, because either makes you loads of money which is not like a main driving force for me. For me, it's always just, do people like it? And when I post a serious video, it would get like four times the interaction. And it's not like they were false. It wasn't falsifying the opinion. I definitely believed all the stuff I was saying, all those videos at the time. Mm. Never said anything that I didn't believe at that time. It's human um, nature, isn't it? But then you get rewarded for that. And I'm like, oh, what's the next thing that I could like really talk about and like kind of go in on? Mm. And then after a while, you realise, I'm like, so the channel I wanted, I didn't want a channel that was like this. I wanted, I wanted people to think I was funny. Yeah. I almost got to the point where I hated what I had built. I was like, oh, I built like a channel of like 600,000 subscribers and nobody will watch the stuff that's jokey. They'll be like, but I almost had people commenting on certain videos being like, this video was like not serious enough. And I was like, I don't want to be known for that. That was not the plan. Yeah. I want to be able to do funny things, be able to go on and do more than that. I know mean, you always dig yourself this hole and you go down this path that you don't want to go down. So did you get, so going back to the moment when it was, you're going from, I don't, I, I don't know exactly your numbers, but I know, it was it, were you in sort of under 100k and then it, it blew up quite quickly? So I had about like three, four thousand subscribers and I made a video on one of the content cops I'd did on Leafy yeah. and he retweeted it and the channel doubled in size overnight when I was wow. at college. And then, and then uh, another YouTuber called Parasynical, uh, he um, put me on a video to help get me out of college as just like as a genuine favour, uh, which was huge. That's right. That was the jump to full time. So my channel went from like 4K to 100K subs in three months. Wow. And then just like plateaued dead. Okay. Just like I went like, I shot up 100K subs, like no time. And I was like, oh, this is great. And it was at the time, there's always people around you there were people saying to me, you're going to have 2 million subs by the end of the year. Crazy stuff like that. And I'm thinking, oh, what? And they're like, oh, we've never seen anything like this. Yeah. And I, the thing is, I never it's ever so let, dangerous I to never any ever let any of that stuff get to me. I seriously always underestimate everything I'm going to do. 
because I feel like that just makes me want to work hard. Because if I feel like if I feel like I'm not going to do very well, I'm like, well, I've got to be working at my utmost to achieve the li- little, mm-hmm. and that's how you end up getting the best results out of it. So I never let any of that stuff really get to me, but kind of had that going on. And then my channel just kind of was like very dead for like a year, but I was very happy with making the videos. But they were very much still kind of joking at that point. And then I made a few serious videos, and then everything just shot up again. Right. And so then going into that period of time when you're you're getting almost caught in the cycle of that success that you're so desperate, you know, we, we're we all wanting to do well. And when you're, because when you're going back to what you were talking about, about being a YouTuber, I struggle with that. Like, I mean, I'm, I don't consider myself a YouTuber. And I don't see that word as, 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 as amazing as you do. And that's, I'm wrong. You know, we're just, we're just different in our way and that's fine. But so for something that you wanted so much and then you see stuff working, what were the, patterns and the structures of those videos that got you to to become um have a million subscribers i suppose it was for the good or the bad number number one it was mainly just being always so quick to get to like the first opinion which is funny enough because obviously i I get lampooned for being seen as being so quick to judge a friend of mine um Recently, it's one of those things where I'd be so fast to the point where, you know, in 24 hours, everything can change. But at the time, that was like, I got, very, I got a very lucky streak. I managed to get like three, four months of just like nailing a lot of the stuff that I was making videos on or keeping it just jokey enough to the point where it wasn't so serious, where really it mattered to, to that point. It was more like, oh, it's just kind of funny taking the mick out of the situation. And right. um, Sorry, by the phrase nailing, do you mean being in the long run, correct on that person? Uh, yeah, in general, just in the times where most of the people I made videos on ended up being people who I still don't like to this day. <laughs> like, for example, like Rice Gum, somebody I made videos on him back in the day, yeah. never really became a fan of him. And there's also people like Logan Paul, who now I quite like the bloke met yeah. a few times. Um, I don't like, I still agree with the videos that I did back then, but I wouldn't make a video like that on him now, mm. type of thing. Um, so like the videos were very much kind of like they fit the time that span that they were in and where I was at that time in right. terms of the community and that was kind of what really helped just the channel grow it was just being quick and uploading um, more than the next guy uh, I just I just lived and breathed YouTube not to, I wasn't being lazy in my opinion or or rushing videos I just really really like platform like i've been watching youtube since i was like 11 mm. so i've been on the platform for like nine years so it's one of those things where for me i was uploading so many videos and it was always this weird thing i constantly get this question where people be like oh obviously you're just doing commentators it's like the new in thing and i was like oh no i just i love making youtube videos i love uploading them it's not even necessarily the process i just love seeing the video go up and seeing what people had to say just yeah. that part so i just constantly was posting and posting and posting and that was what really set the channel apart a lot of the time because most of the people I know were uploading once every like week and a half whereas I was uploading like four times a week right. and that was like a big thing back then. What about editorially? Editorially were there things that you think both work probably still work now because when you're making content there are things that you kind of learn along the way but looking back editorially are there certain things that you think work well for you or have, have allowed those those videos to do well? Yeah, I mean, I it's trying to keep 
the videos at the same pace for me always. So there was there was points where I tried really like fast paced videos. I tried to edit videos in a way kind of something like Jackmate does, but that just does not fit what I'm doing at all. That's so interesting you say that because there are there are a load of channels that will go do this to get 10 million subscribers. All this nonsense, uh, and although some of it is 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 right, and one of them one of them will say that you should you should change the pace. Yeah, you should you should go quick quick for a bit, then take a second, then go quick again. Um, just to kind of put people off almost a, a touch yeah, but, but it wasn't that wasn't the case for you no for me I always felt that for me the things that I always try and keep in the videos from back then because you have to if you completely change them it, it's like changing the person entirely um, is just having that piece where I do just talk for a bit because that's how I used to do all my videos I do like seven minutes of jokes and the last three minutes I go oh that's how I actually feel and I don't think anybody else was doing that or did do it um, because obviously it opens you up to so much criticism, obviously, because um, you're putting your opinion directly out there. And most YouTubers nowadays, especially commentary channels, they'll tell you that they actively avoid giving opinions on subjects, which is crazy because people think they're tuning in for an opinion, but you're not getting one if you actually watch a lot of them. Really? Because they don't want to have the responsibility of actually saying anything mm. because it can go so horribly wrong. People get, people get so hung up on something. But for you, with something that you just felt on the day, you could just be recording a bad mood. And that's sometimes I go back and look at videos and I go, oh, I was having a terrible day that day. And those, that's, that's for me now, is I try... The one thing I say I change is that now I do not record videos if I know I'm not having a good day. Whereas back then I would record whatever. Because I'd be like, if I make a video, I'll feel better if it does well. Whereas now I'm like, can't have that reliance to YouTube. Because right. it's dangerous, I think. And, and so you didn't have that a year ago then? No, I would just post to get through anything. To the point where I was just posting videos where I was like angry, you could tell, like unneedingly angry, um, like just videos that were almost unnecessary to an extent. Do you think you were aware of that at the time? No way. I thought, oh, people will love how raw. Because that's the thing everybody always says, don't they? They're like, oh, I'm so honest and true to myself. Mm. So if you upload a video like that, kind of where you're just going in, and you're just being like raw and angry and all that stuff. This is me. Yeah, this is me. Oh, this is me. That's just how I was feeling that day. And you, and there is always a way with YouTube and YouTubers where you can excuse the behaviour to an extent, especially when you make like opinion pieces. You can always be like, oh well, this is how I was feeling that day. Or when you send out a tweet that people don't like, you can just kind of be like, oh well, you know, oh people just don't like the truth. And that's, that was kind of the trap that you kind of get yourself in. Whereas now I just. Especially after all the stuff that happened, it was like a big wake up call. I was like, can't just do this stuff blindly and hope for the best and then go, oh, well, that was just me being me. Mm. It doesn't work that way. There Can I just say, I've just, I've just seen George for the first time. I've never seen his face yeah, before. That just yeah. started there. He just walks in, he gets, he gets a glass of water. That's what he does. He does that during every podcast. Wow. He'll just walk in and he'll just get something and leave. Sometimes I'll just start cooking. So we're glad he didn't do that today. I didn't expect, I didn't expect such a. Yeah, I know. He's so wow. huge. So your job is having an opinion. Yeah. Unfortunately. So the forming of your opinion and then the giving of it, how has that... What are your thoughts on... Because that, this, we're living in a world now where everyone has an opinion all the time. And I'm one of the... I drift between snapping and being too lippy and then 
the opposite were going, well, I haven't really got anything nice to say, so I'm just going to keep quiet. Neither of which I'm sure are right or wrong. It's just what works for me. Yourself, I think Jack as well. Uh, a lot of people from the commentary community, they're not programmed, but it's in their personality that they like to have an, uh, an opinion on something. I think it's also going to get rewarded for it. Like, so, like whenever he, when you say something, whenever he goes, oh, yeah, man, I've been thinking that for ages. So glad somebody said it. You know, it's one of those things where... So you're, uh, do, you, uh, do you get excited by the award for your bravery? Or bravery, yeah, you know what I mean? Well, it's like, there's, when you... It's when, you, especially when you find something when nobody's really talked about it and you come out and everybody goes, oh man, so glad somebody finally said it. And that's kind of how commentary started originally. Because I remember when Jack started, he was hated. Nobody liked Jack. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked him. I loved his videos. That's why I watched him. He had about 60k subs. But in the British community as a whole, he was quite clearly an outsider. Right. And then commentary took this weird turn after about three, four years. And ironically, you could almost stack it up with like the way that like politics has gone in general in terms of the way that people elect people like Donald Trump and stuff like that. But people kind of just got fed up with that normal programming. And they were like, let's just throw these like anarchists in, like Jackie, just go in and go, oh, fuck what you're doing. I hate this. I don't like that. And people almost started seeing that as like the real thing. Right. And like, oh, that's real and that's true. Um, to the point where... It's weird that negativity is associated with the truth, like directly. People are like, well, if you're saying something bad about it, you must really mean it. And people don't realise right. that sometimes, like, with commentary especially, like, a lot of it just can go in a direction where, because you're being rewarded so much for like, having these opinions and, and saying all this stuff, where you start to almost change them and not even realise you're doing it. Like, you're automatically, you see something, you're automatically looking for what you could to pick apart. Right. Yeah. And, and and is there a certain way that you're looking? Yeah, I think naturally, you're, yeah, you're naturally looking for the worst, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. There, there are places where you like there like there's certain genres on YouTube where you know if you go to certain areas, you can find something that you know people will not like. Like if you aim at British rich YouTubers most of the time, you'll probably be able to find a, a shot where they leave their Rolex in, mm. and you could go ham on <laughs> for it. Uh, and like, and that and that's the thing. And Ben at the point. That's when, for me, I started being like, oh, I don't know if I like this anymore. So I, I got to a point where I was a big fan of watching YouTube videos. And then every time I turned on a YouTube video, I couldn't enjoy it. So I was like, oh, well, he's, oh, right, he's talking can, shit. Right. He's lying. I can pick he's definitely not telling the truth. Not even to the extent I was going to make a video on it. Mm. But just like, I'd watch stuff. Even I'd watch stuff my friends were saying. I'd go, I don't think he means that. I don't believe that. I don't like what he said there. And, and then you realise, oh no, I've gone too far down the rabbit hole. And the reason I was, because the reason I was asking about like the editorial of, of it and what worked well is because when you then have a community, I'm, would I be right in saying that when something happens, you know, this is the way the algorithm works, guys, is that if someone does something on Belle Delphine and if you can get on there suggested, oh yeah, happy days. So, so you're then it's all going to talk about the same thing. Yeah. But then also, does everyone go down the same route on the same thing or are people brave enough to go I actually it think he's done alright my biggest pet peeve of commentary which is why I started to hate it was that I knew people who would just kind of be like oh well I can't say that because he said it and I'd be like what? <laughs> what, do you, what does that mean? so you were going to say what he said then you watched his video um, which is why I do not watch other commentary videos because just, just because if you start going down the avenue where you're like, well, I was going to say that, but now I have to say something different, 
That's mental. You've just changed your opinion because somebody else had that opinion first. Uh, you're not. That's not being true to yourself. That's not being honest. You're not making a uh, critical commentary really anymore. You're just going, can't say that because he said it first. And that's why the weirdest thing in commentary is a big thing where people go, people I know would be like, oh, I can't watch the videos. You say what somebody else said like a day later. I'm like, yeah, because I agree with him. Yeah. So, but I guess this this is the this is the sort of behind the scenes element of all of this stuff is that actually as much as being right, you've got to be original. Yeah, which makes no sense because you can't with opinions originality. The only thing which come into it with originality is the jokes, which is why I my thing was always like, look, I don't watch people for different opinions. Nobody actually watches commentary for different opinions. It's insane. They just they just want you to be funny. Mm. That's all they want at the end of the day. So when I got caught down that rabbit hole of like, oh, you know, gotta have that, gotta say this, gotta do that. Oh, maybe I should change this. Maybe I should change that. You start realizing like, people actually don't actually care about that. And I think that's a lot of the things that a lot of people kind of didn't realize because they they were like, oh no, people want me to say something new, bring something. And that was one of the big, the biggest criticism I think I always remember was always, oh, you don't bring anything new to the table. And I'd be like, yeah, that's fine by me. I guess there's, uh, is there. A- so there's the serious videos that have done well, and then there's the fun ones, uh, which entertain, right? But which always do well over time, which is the yeah. hardest thing. But because YouTube also is this weird thing where everybody I know, if video doesn't do well in the first two days, they are like crippled by it. But if but then all of us in about six months' time will go, oh that video hit a million, oh hey that one did it too. Mm. That video flopped the first day, and then you kind of sit there and you go. I like actually. Cons- I have mates who have deleted videos because they only got like three hundred k in a week. And Can I remember, you imagine? and then are you, yeah, that's mental. I remember, and I say to him like, "Do you remember when you couldn't get three k in a day?" Yeah, well, that's and, it. And now, but now you're you're comparing yourself with everyone you know, and you're all, and that's the thing. It's like that comparison thing. How I are you? How are you with that? I refuse to do it. I will never compare myself with anybody else I know, unless it's in terms of quality of content. I think comparing views and all that stuff is crazy because these are the same people who make videos where they go, oh, they don't deserve two million views. So if you are thinking like that, you've got to think, well, then if you think they completely don't deserve it, you've got to think that that's just the way the cookie crumbles at the end of the day. Like views go places that best just sometimes don't even make sense. Mm. That's just YouTube. So for me, I think trying to base yourself, like comparing views and subscribe statistics and all that, that is the deepest and darkest slippery slope you could fall down. But that's the game. That is the game. But I, I try not to play the game as much as possible in a way where I almost feel like... Now, or... Just... It, have I you always, always been, have been okay to, with that? I, my way is that I know how the game works. And I used to spend hours with my mate working out the algorithm and all that. Almost as a way to be like, all right, well, if the video doesn't do well, then I know why it didn't do well. Uh, and all stuff like that. Just kind of... I, I like... I, I will, I'm always the person who studies like, the game more than anybody else I know. Just because of the fact there are so many things that I want to do to avoid really playing it massively. Mm. Like if, I, if I wanted to play the game hugely, you know, you start up a kid's channel and you quit making commentary videos and you take that, Get people to and you take that $20 CPM. Mm. But then at the same... But then I wouldn't... I would make those videos about a month and then I'd quit. Yeah. So for me, it's like... in a, Yeah, to an extent, like I... I know how to play like a commentary game because that's the game that I like playing. But um, I don't play that game with other people. I have mates who will compare themselves to channels that are completely different just because they're doing well. And it's like, 
you're not even in the same lane. Why are you doing this? You are making yourself hate your videos, mm. going, maybe I'm doing the completely wrong thing. Whereas for me, I'm like, no, I'm in the right place. I know I'm in the right place. I'm just going to kind of play with what I've got there. Do uh, you talk about the game that it makes me do think of, it makes me think about that when I was chatting to Will when I spoke to him a few times, and obviously you two guys are close. Is there similarities in the two of you in terms of the understanding of the game of YouTube and how you've cracked it a little bit in terms of there being topics and then you discussing them? There is a, there is a similarity there. Yeah, me and Will know our formulas very well. I yeah. think that's that's one of the things. Even George as well. He, he like I think us three have kind of cracked that. We know what we work do that works for us, and we know how to replicate that across. Um, across YouTube, Twitter, Instagram and all that stuff. What would you suggest your formula is? My formula is being just generally a bit more personable than everybody else. Um, I do like the idea that people do watch my stuff because they like me, which is why it is so much harder when obviously that stuff flips because it's like I I really put myself out there Mm. to the point where like the biggest upside of my channel is that if you like me, you're going to watch my stuff. The biggest downside to my channel is if you don't like me, there's no way getting around that. Right. Whereas with someone like Will and that lot, I think you've Will makes videos that are so great for like such a wide audience and all yeah. that, where he could almost kind of survive um, being he continue to be the dick that horrible he is. and bullying me on yeah. the second channel. Uh, <laughs> but no, I, I think that's I think that that's kind of the we all have our our niches. I think that's the thing you need to know why people tune into you on YouTube. Otherwise, because like, there are points where I remember. I had like this weird like breakdown at one point when I had like 100k subs when it completely plateaued and I was like, what did I change? What did I do wrong? Is it me? To the point where there is like this period, it's like this two month period where I look at these videos and I'm like, oh my God, it's like I'm playing a character every other video. Mm-hmm. To the point where like the personality changes so much from video to video. It's like, it's like terrifying. Because yeah. YouTube can have like that much control over the way that you act as a person to mm. an extent. Like... Well, that's I think with so many ex- sort of external forces on you, and then you having to be this guy who judges things and then has an opinion on things. Flipping that onto yourself, what are, what's your opinion of yourself at the moment? Uh, at the moment, I suppose. Are you are you? Do you find it easy to have a fair opinion on yourself? I would not say it's fair. <laughs> I'm so, I'm so critical. Always will be the most critical person of myself. Why do you think Which that is? is why? Because of the fact that I know there so, there's so much at stake. There's so much at stake to the point where I can't just be like, you know, it, it, I know a lot of people when they go through like a big drama, they're kind of like, oh man, well, you know, that's just how YouTube goes and people are stupid and they don't know anything that's going on so you could just move on with it. Mm. And to me, I was like, no, I've got to like have a big, big reassessment. I, I take all of it massively to heart, almost that's kind of the downfall which why I end up involving myself in situations like that to an extent where I don't need to because I really do care about making sure I'm doing my best I'm at my best and I'm posting stuff that is worthy because it's always one of those things where I've, I always wanted to be a YouTuber mm. always wanted it since I was like 11 and I know people who whether it ended today or tomorrow they've got plan B's C's and D's whereas I'm this is all I'm all in on this like oh, this is what I want to do and I want to do it right and I want to make sure that I'm somebody who people would want to watch and enjoy. So for me, it's always like I'm super, super critical. Um, That's a lot of pressure. It is. It's it almost... That's why, I, I mean, I'm de- I deal with it a lot better now, but for the first like year and a half, I was having like, um, like severe like, 
really bad breakdowns like every like two weeks or less because mm-hmm. it's like to the point where what there, there are stuff that, that has like I had a podcast with my mate James that was going very, very well but because I put so much pressure on it because I had so many other ones fail before and I was like is it me is it him is it us is it what we're doing is are we doing it right you know I almost like worked myself into like killing it dead like almost you will it into existence so because of the amount of pressure where a lot of my friends like I envy George and Will and James and Fraser's almost like um lax approach they're so like oh well you know if this if it went this way it went that way I'm like I can kind of move on with that whereas for me it's like there are days where when when like the cancelled thing first happened because I I kind of like taught myself to be like this is probably gonna happen so I tried to like prepare myself but when it happened it really felt I was I, I remember just I woke up one day and I think it was about two weeks two weeks into it and every day feels so long um and I was just like it's like the world's over like what do I what do I do where can I even go and it was actually a terrible time because I was actually at the at the challenger games surrounded by YouTubers at the wearing time wearing shin pads uh, yeah wearing <laughs> shin pads and so I was the good. only cancelled person there at the time that's that again was, another really strange sentence. And that, yeah, exactly. It is. It is so odd. <laughs> Especially when you stand next to Logan and Jake Paul, and I'm thinking, yeah. oh, me? Yeah. Yeah. Compared to them? Um, but no, it's like one of those things where YouTube, with stuff like that, like, it drives you like absolutely crazy. Mm. Um, especially with all that stuff going on at the same time when you're surrounded by YouTubers and all that. So like, having that, that approach and almost like, like that game plan that I had during that time, it kind of like, the thing with YouTube is so fickle that anything can go out the window at any point. Like, um, there are days where stuff we've been doing that's been working for so long for six months and has been like generating millions and millions of views, paying the rent happily, and then suddenly one day a video doesn't do well and everybody gets around and it's like, what do we do? Do we have to change something? What do we change? Do we change everything that we're doing completely? Like everything? Yeah. And it's like this hyper main it's wow. like hyper main it's like turns on. It's like it's like everybody is one bad day away from a huge breakdown mm. to the point where sometimes like somebody would get one bad video and you don't see him for like two weeks you don't see a video you don't see him come outside or anything like that can't do anything to get people out because they're just sat there just being like oh, is this the last time is this the last video because that's the thing one day you are going to upload your last video that bangs and that is te- and that is a terrifying amount of pressure to put on yourself yeah well I, I've been thinking about this a bit recently in terms of the sort of if, if you get to a point, what's worse? What's worse? Having having success, not having se- success, but enjoying your life, or having success and but it, it going and not having enjoyed. Depending it. on how you answer this, it makes you almost seem like a dickhead. Because it only seems where when I was a nobody YouTuber, and people would be like, "Oh man, you know, becoming irrelevant is like the worst thing ever." Mm. I'm thinking. Oh God, what I would do to do the, just to be a full-time YouTuber for a, second, for a yeah. day. You know, people do that in football as well, don't they? Yeah. It's like yeah. this huge thing with footballers when they retire, where a lot of them just become incredibly depressed. Well, I think the reason for that is, understandably, a lot of people are and want to be defined by their job. And when you've not got it anymore, what are you? So what I said, when I had that cancelling, I was like, I literally remember being like, sat down. Um, and I was thinking, if I'm not a YouTuber, why does anybody I know actually want to talk to me? Because originally, everybody, it got to the point where I was like, every single friend I have right now is friends with me because I watched the video and went, that was funny. Mm-hmm. So if I'm not making videos anymore, 
what am I to these people? And obviously, I am friends with them. But you do not... But because of... My job is also on judging people and being judged, even if it wasn't commentary, even if it was a vlogger, even if it was anything. You're being judged, that's the way the job goes. Mm. It's almost like this terrifying kind of um, huge, like, oh no, my whole life is based on literally the most, like, fickle opinions of life, to the point where it leaks into everything. And that's where I think we all need to constantly try and... And I think so. There's, that's what I mean. There's, there's a lot for you to you guys to deal with. You'd have to find a way to keep finding perspective because actually, it doesn't sound like it doesn't seem like it. But happy, your happiness isn't. It really isn't the. It feels like it's those big outside things, but it's actually those simpler, such as personal things. Fun. But we. I'm saying this now and I feel like a hypocrite because I, I'm still, I, I feel totally determined by can I get to where I want to be, which is fine, which still. is fine. But I think you need to, I'm trying to learn to, to understand that these are two different things in your life. And there's one, if I could give like any form of advice to anybody... It was actually so simple what I did to just kind of like fix. Like I'm happier, weirdly, after that. The cancer was the best thing ever happened to me because it gave me perspective that I can't just live off being a successful YouTuber all the time. Especially because I was doing so well and then it was like something that's like so badly. Like mm-hmm. I, I, overnight to the point where there was, I remember being a YouTuber like 100k subs and you know, I wasn't standing out or anything like that, just kind of was around. And that was cool because I still felt really ordinary back then. I was like, people know you're YouTube and they're like, oh, that's pretty cool, but you're not killing it. But when you're killing it, people look at you like you're like a god to an extent. Mm. Some people around you are even like... I have friends of mine who I've known for ages, like when I moved here, like Will and George and that lot. And I remember, I, I, I think I just complained about something like really like small. Um, I was like, oh, something about maybe like cleaning or whatever. And they were, they were like, we, everybody... Um, envies how you guys uh, are all friends and how great everything's going and I was like we're just normal guys mm. so, and they're like no no you guys have it like sorted you guys have you guys are on it this one every reason like a million views a video and it was weird hearing that because I was like that's kind of terrifying people like idolise like, these are like friends of mine yeah. they're also YouTubers and they were like no you guys want it well, what I do to be to be in that position and I was just like oh this is weird I don't like that I don't like that's the, that's the big problem when everything goes like really well like it becomes like this almost huge pressure to outperform everything. But then and you're also more concentrating on when is it going to end. Yes, exactly. Like when I was getting a million views a video, every time I uploaded, I was like, oh my God, if this is... Like to the point where I remember James Marriott was great for perspective. Because Marriott, I remember one day I didn't get, I think a video got like 600k views in a day, uh, which I'd kill for now. I'd love to go back to those days. <laughs> But norm, but they would normally get like eight hundred, and I would then, oh man, that sucks. And he literally told me to like fuck off, and he was like, "You can't do that." He's like, "You would get like he was like twenty days ago, you wouldn't get six hundred k views in two days." And I was like, "Oh yeah, you're right. That's scary." But in that moment, is that's the real? That's what you need Don't to concentrate on. Well, no, it's no, it's okay to think about it, but understand it, and also have someone like James to go. You need good so being a fucking you. dickhead. Yeah. Get you your head that. out of your ass because that—that's the thing. That's why. That's why, say, footballers they retire and then they get divorced because the 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 often the woman who's with them 
was with them for a, not the right reasons. Because they could call themselves football. So the truth in life is actually understanding who are the guys on the inner circle. Because I think this is a thing for you as well. You spend a lot of <laughs> you spend a lot of your time indoors, right, on your own. Yeah. Yeah, and, and it sounds yeah, terrible, but before you get before the whole the cancelling, um, yeah, like it was like because that was where all I got my happiness from was like making videos. I just make videos all the time. But I even I've had moments where I'm struggling between this, like you. So you have these sort of numbers, but they're in this like it's so synthetic and it's not it's not real, but it is real because you see the money that you, you get at the end of it all, it creates the lifestyle that you've got. But understanding understanding the two and understanding what the two give you and take from you, that's something that you must be battling with a lot. I think a lot of people don't understand what YouTube takes. And I always get kind of like reputation for a bit of downer on Instagram and that lot. Because I like to talk about that a lot because of the fact that it's definitely something where I went into this job idolising it. Like... Um, this is going to be great. It's always going to be great. I just make videos um, and I get paid to do it. Don't care how much, just as long as I can pay the bills. And then everybody loves you and you close off. And that just is, that is just like 0.5% of the job. Like every, there is so much to it all the time, constantly changing. And especially YouTube now is very different to YouTube back then. YouTube now is in a post-apocalypse world with new regulations all the time that are constantly restricting what you can do. Mm. It's no longer the upload what you want and get away with it platform. So, like, there's so many things that people just aren't aware of when it comes to YouTube in terms of just that now. But do you think you... Do you think you're always helping yourself? Because I won... Like, I saw you on Instagram, on Instagram Live, and you were pouring your heart out. And, and there's a really beautiful honesty to that. But I also... I wondered in that moment, are you actually getting out what you really need from it in that moment? No, it's such a, it's, it was one of the things I stopped doing because it's such like, it's such a quick, like, fix where I'm like, oh, glad that I... Because you're seeing hearts, aren't you? You're yeah. saying, oh, you're great, you're great, you're great. Then it's like, all right, well, well, I'm glad that, you know, it's nice to be reminded that people still like you and then, you know, you turn it off. But then it's, that's just not good enough. One of the things that I did... And it's so simple. This is the advice that I was actually going to give, but I sidetrack myself all the time. Is that when I was thinking like, oh man, what was it that I did before YouTube? Such a weird concept. And I was like, I can't remember. Can't remember what. I, and it's one of those things where I was like, if I'm not making a video for like nine hours every two days, what was I doing those nine hours before? I couldn't remember. Mm. Probably school. Um... But even so, I was, then I was thinking, oh, yes, yeah, so I was at school. So what was I doing at school? Oh, I was hanging out with my friends. I was like, do I do that anymore? No, I see two people maximum a week. Same two people, George and Will, at the time. And then I was thinking, man, like, I did it. I sacrificed everything to do YouTube. But the only reason YouTube was going to be fine is because I was going to have all of that and YouTube. Mm. Whereas you can always go too far where you, like, you go, oh, well, I've worked so hard to get that thing. And you're like, oh, but look at everything you've left behind in the process to be able to get there. Uh, the process, there you go, see? It's like in the name. <laughs> Very good. Do you, so it, moving forward, is that something you feel like you need to integrate more? Yes. I mean, I that's the thing I did as soon as I came back. I started arranging football matches because football is such a huge part of my life. It's a point where 
I stopped, and this is the thing, this is the crazy thing about social media, I stopped tweeting about football, because I used to be a FIFA streamer originally. Yeah, yeah. I stopped tweeting about football when I did commentary, because the engagement is uh, literally 90% lower. So I was like, I can't tweet about football anymore, because nobody cares. But one of the things I start doing now, I'll tweet about it, I'll delete it sometimes afterwards if we lose. But who gives a fuck if it doesn't have Exactly, that was the problem though. That was the pro- I was in that mindset where I was like, oh man, I've got to keep up appearances, every tweet's got to have this many likes. Or otherwise, they're going to be people in the other room going, oh man, Alex has fallen off. Oh, Alex, Alex's tweets aren't doing well. Because that's the type of stuff that teenage YouTubers do. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy. But this is the thing I do now where I started arranging these football, ma- football games like every three days or I go bowling. And I pay completely out of pocket because some people really struggle to pay for anything. Not because they don't have money, just because they're lazy. Mm. So the point where I will be like, for my own sanity, I'll fork out. It's like 100 quid a go to do football um, when we play. And I will, I will, I will pay like ten games in a row just because I'm like, I need this for me. I need to that's be, great, man. I need to be out doing this because that's also the thing. Like, that's, that, that, I think that's using a, that resources that I gained from YouTube to pump back into keeping yourself sane, which is what I wasn't doing before. I was yeah. just hoarding and just being like, I, right, I'll just make videos. Videos is fun. But my videos don't become fun anymore because you have no perspective. Yeah, you got like. You gotta look out for yourself a little bit, and I, I think I'm finding that with I'm doing this spinning thing at the moment, and it just there's so many lessons, there's so many constant lessons, and also just the smugness of getting outside, doing something, paying into yourself a little bit. It's such a small thing. Exercise is such a game changer. Yeah, man. I was also I remember when like I was super depressed when I was like 16. Um, I actually quit YouTube at this point because I've been doing YouTube for ages. It was after the Twitch channel died off. And I remember I stayed indoors for like two months, which is almost worse because you're sat in the same place where you were streaming and making videos, but you're just not doing that anymore. So you're just constantly sat there thinking, oh, I'm never going to have that job anymore, which is crazy because that's one of the reasons why I work so hard. Mm. I have been full-time and lost it. So for me, I have that perspective that everybody else doesn't. When, you, when most people, when they start, it just goes up forever. Mm-hmm. Um, and when it crashes that's me I went up down up down up down and then when it went up again I was like oh my thought process always never let this go but now my thought process is always never let any of the past bits go because you just lose yourself in it I think that as life goes on it's I think you'll find this more and more especially as someone who's like life is or currently life is about having an opinion about stuff a lot of the time is there are, there are two sides to everything, not just what's right and what's wrong, but in your staying inside and going outside, right, having to relax and going out and going for a run, um, feeling your weaknesses are your strengths, your strengths are your, probably your weaknesses as well, like all of those things. And I think that that's sometimes where I, when I, if I'm leaning too far down this sort of, I'm being hard on myself route, what I'm trying to get better at is understanding that other side of, of, of for me as yeah, well. Perspective and that, is, again, it's that balance. Isn't yeah, it, perspective right? is, is definitely the, for me, key. It's something that I kind of lost in general. Um, when everything starts going great, it's weird. Like, I struggled for ages on YouTube where I was earning like $10 a day, 700 quid a month rent was when I lived with all of my mates and we were doing like streams. We had to down vodka to be able to pay the rent. And it was like, it was a terrible experience of like living in a, Broke like terrible house in the middle of nowhere. I literally moved from um, New Milton, which is on the coast in near Bournemouth, all the way to Durham, which is next to Scotland, 
So I left everything behind, all my friends, all my family, all of that. And that was like, two, the two years from that point onwards, from like 100k to 300k subscribers was painful. It was not fun. It was like the worst experience of my life, which is crazy because I was, and that was the thing I grew to hate YouTube. because so I was like, how can I be so depressed yet still be full-time YouTuber? And then as soon as everything just went away, I just completely forgot about all of that. And I was like, everything's great and it's yeah. always been brilliant. And I can't remember the days where I was like, like crying myself to sleep back in uh, in a bed with like no sheets or mattresses on because I couldn't afford it. So I was just basically sleep on the floor. Didn't remember any of that. It all, all goes <laughs> out the window. And that, I think that's the thing. That's why perspective is such a huge key. And I've seen people who like a few months ago were just finishing uni and uni debt. who now like they are almost like completely different people. Um, and I know, and that definitely happened for me. And we, and that's one of the things where a lot of us recently kind of caught around of like, yeah, we need to kind of like start doing things again because we all stop doing stuff. Mm. We all stop doing, and that's also when you lose yourself because then you do become just a YouTuber. That's it. And I think that's the last thing you actually really want. Yeah, in a in a year's time, because I think that's these are the cycles for you at this moment in time. I think when you're when you get a bit older, then you have a, a bigger body of work to kind of like go, oh, okay, I remember it was like this and this. It's year and this crazy year. every year. is so different. And yeah, it has been so crazy for you every year. Like, what's your, what are your aims personally for next year? Um, for me, it's like subscriber goals were something that I used to set myself, but after everything that's happened over like the last year, it's like trying to attach any form of like happiness to numbers is... For me, when you've achieved that, yeah, it's like I did the million, and after honestly, after the million, I was kind of like anything else is a blessing. Mm. I'll take anything for this point onwards. Like I, I, I'm happy. For me, it's honestly, I just want to have a bunch of product projects going, which I am super proud of showing to anybody. That's what I've been trying to do, and I mean, one of the things I've been doing recently is just trying to work on more of the stuff that I wanted to do back when I was a kid, like. I, going on Sky Sports and talking about football was like a huge thing for so me. Cool, yeah. uh, well, that was, uh, something somebody said you'd be doing that three, four years ago, especially coming on as a YouTuber as well. I would have gone, yeah, that's not ever going to happen. Mm. Like, that's, a, that's, a, that's a big jackpot. So for me, it's just like crossing off things that are more for me and not because I'm like, oh, I've got to do this because if I don't, then that year's count as a failure on YouTube. Do you think career-wise it's difficult for people of your age because you've grown up and there's this like love of YouTube and understandable uh, sort of business acumen that you can have at the age of 12 where you want to be a YouTuber because you can have enough money to live off that but I feel like after that there aren't really those there aren't those role models that you can sort of hang your hat on totally because the landscape still so fresh. Yet. It's still so fresh. And that's the most terrifying thing. It's like, I have actually managed to get my career, basically, by I looked at people who paved the way before me, like Syndicate, who I'm lucky, he's a good friend of mine now, a uh, lovely bloke, and super great with advice and everything. Mm. But I basically, he'd been, he was like six, seven years ahead of me in terms of being a full-time YouTuber. So I, for like the most of it, when people were asking me, like, how do you come up with all these ideas and stuff, I was basically like, I just kind of used Tom as like a blueprint. Uh, I was just kind of like following in that direction. But then it got to the point where I kind of like reached. So he's like, in, you know, company. Everybody's kind of like launching companies and stuff now. And I'm thinking, oh, I don't want to be doing that yet. That's a bit, I don't have the time. He, he's at, 
retirement stage. But even so, like getting to that, I can't even imagine what getting to like retirement stage on YouTube is. Well, that's it. And I, I think when it comes to, say, the grit you need to achieve things, often it's about having a purpose. It being more than just a job. It's a purpose. And so if it's a purpose, often if you can have this sort of North Star of a, a role model to go, oh, you do it like this guy, then there is something to allow you to sort of get around everyone else because I just want to be so you need a pathway. heavyweight champion of the world yeah. or whatever. So I copy what Muhammad Ali did. Oh, don't worry, I'm not going to box it. <laughs> but for we you, had enough of that. So for you guys, and I think for a lot of people probably watching this who like want to do this or want to be a content creator or whatever, I think that's, that's something to think about. I don't have the answers for that, but I, I, because I, I think once you, your, your pers, um, purposeful mo- role model, Syndicate, he, you're, you've reached that. Yeah, so now you need a new guy. Yeah, I mean, uh, or girl. it looks like I'm going to end up doing boxing. Because that's what JJ does. <laughs> really so that's big, place. Really yeah, big that's, that's where everybody else goes. I won't be going down the boxing route. But in terms of like, KSI's one of those people I also massively admire in the sense that uh, he has done everything to the point that he wanted to an extent. Not like he's just how he just does everything. But like he's done everything that he wanted. And that's what I want to be. Like, for me, it's like, um, I want to get to the point where I'm like, I want to do everything in kind of like stages. I always saw my career as in stages. Like, I did podcasts, had a really successful one, I'm very happy with that. Still doing one um, uh, now that I love uh, the Internet Sensation podcast with Kieran Carlin, which is like so much fun just to be able to sit down and talk. And, and they're all very different. So, that happy hour was like um, just a bunch of guys having a laugh. Campcast was that duo thing. And then the Internet Sensation podcast is a lot more kind of structured. Mm. So I feel like I've done everything I wanted to do. I've done three different type of shows. Uh, with my YouTube channel, I've done the, like, the personal commentary YouTube channel. I've, I feel like right now what I'm doing is what I imagine what a YouTuber was, so I could cross that off the list. They've discussed sports things, I've done TV, so that's great as well. But I'd also love to do more stuff like music and and. I move into that direction like every other YouTuber in the world does so I'm going to start uh, drop a hip hop album by the end of the year I'm not doing that that's a joke I'm not I'm not dropping a hip hop album by the end of the year Um, but at the same time I have like I'm very detailed I ask my friends kind of like what's your plans almost kind of be like I wonder what and they're all like make videos every day and I'm like is that it I'm like I couldn't be me I'm always like that's like the thing that I do that's like my. That's what keeps me moving. But I'm always thinking, what's the next? Like the clothing. Yeah. I was like, what is the next thing that I'm going to be doing? I think the good thing for you is that you, you know, you are a deep thinker, and so you are thinking about these things. I think that's probably that's half the battle, because then, say something does drop, then you can kind of go, well, okay, I was sort of thinking about this anyway, and you'll probably, you'll find the right call, because you're already thinking. Yeah. About the it, biggest you know? worry with always having all of these ideas and so many ideas all the time is that it's hard to get them done because, for example, let's say I want to do music, I'd have to invest like six hours a day into that. And then if I do that, there's always part of me be thinking, what if that was the wrong path now and maybe I should do that in three years' time? And that can stop you from putting off everything off because there's always a time for everything more than, more than anything else. There's always that perfect time to do something. And that's like the, that was always my biggest struggle. It's always like, should I be doing this now or should I be putting all my focus into my channel? Should I be boxing people? Uh, should I be Should I be putting eight hours into going to the gym? It's hard. That's the biggest thing for me. Is that I do have so many options. It's almost 
too many. I almost like being restricted. I I would suggest that that's that's part of the that's a choice for you to either have the idea that oh there's a perfect time for different things or you can go I'm going to do stuff when I want to do stuff and live that life instead because I think it that's often the, the case if you revert to action like Jay Jay says Zach and Jay that sent to me a year ago it's been in my head since that if you revert to action then at least you know maybe I'm not cut out for the boxing <laughs> yeah. you can come back and you can try out those different things I think perfect timing is dangerous actually yeah, that's the thing that terrifies me the most. Because there are so many times where I've been doing things and I almost get this obsession where like, I'm like, we have to do this now. If we don't do this now, it will never work. And that's almost like, that's not good. Because that, so that it doesn't work that way. You kind of just got to let things live. That's the thing I've been trying to get more used to. Because I'm very much like, I have this idea, we have to do it now. Mm. Or it's like, or somebody else will do it, or it's too late, or we won't be relevant enough to push this in X amount of time. Uh, that's, I think that, that's the thing. It's like time and relevancy, I think, scares me the most out of doing anything new. Uh, it's so much easier to just keep on doing the same things all the time yeah. because you're like, well, this works and I'll just carry on. And that's that's the hardest thing is like making jumps and, and trying to move on. But how I bet you get so much more out of the jumps. Yes, because when it does happen, it does work. It's um, It's like... A great thing like when i moved to london i knew it was like a huge decision i had like no money to do it you know i, I knew i was moving in with two good friends the one who were uh, a lot more further ahead than me um in their careers and it was one of those things where i've very much still been doing youtube is very much just like kind of taking the mick a, a lot so when i moved up to london it's very much one of those things where with the struggling to pay rent it was like i knew I just saved up enough money just for to pay for like two months of rent. So it's very much like a big thing to make it work. But even even then, when I moved to London, I was so anti-getting help from George and Will. Like, um, and even so, to the point where it's almost like, that's one of the things that I still struggle with now. It's like, um, I'm always on their channels just because I always say yes to anything. Mm. But I, I, have, I cannot ask anybody to come on mine i do not know why it is i don't it's, i just struggle so much with it because i i suppose from coming from the community it's so critical of people um it's always one of those things where i never ever wanted to be seen as like somebody who was using other people to the point when i moved in they'd be like look if you want to pay rent we'll do videos for you and i'll be like no no it's fine don't worry i'll just i'll try and figure it out myself i um, think do you know what i think because I, I watched a video of you and it was back to nothing which is man. but I I noticed that I noticed that you're saying you're going like look there's no microphone on this you're almost trying to make you're so aware you're trying to make them it clear that this is real this is really how you feel yeah it's like that's but you're, so you're saying like I'm not doing this and in the description it, I think it said there's no ads on this just to be clear you're almost like oh because I'm terrified but I think we can all that can happen a lot of time you can read in between lines that don't exist Whereas if you just said to Will or George, you went, you do this, do you want to come in home and do this? It's not yeah, it's not, it's not like that coming. anymore at all. Like, um, but it was definitely for the first few months that I moved in, I was like, uh, constantly terrified of the idea that, you know, because cause the thing is, I know that other people only see numbers. So for me, it's almost like, because I am so hyper aware of YouTube and, and the world that I'm in, it's almost like, as much as for me, it doesn't. It could not matter. Like, uh, for example, I mean, Kieran is on a podcast. He got like twenty thousand subscribers. Actually, I think he's brilliant. James, yeah, when I met Marriott, he had like one K subs. 
mm. uh, Fraser, all those guys. Like, um, it also doesn't help for me. Like, my biggest issue more than just like being seen as somebody who, you know, take advantage of a situation he's in. It's just that I hate letting people down so much, which is why, like, when I made that that back to nothing video, and I am so hyper aware. It's not because I'm like, it, it's it's because of the fact that I look at that and I'm thinking to myself, oh, well, I don't want anybody to get the wrong impression. Like at all, mm. and that's one of the things where I did a video well actually like a couple of weeks ago, and I was thinking, oh, I don't know if I'll, if this is good enough. I don't I don't want to post a video that isn't like to well of the quality, so I just scrapped it, and that's kind of like the issue that I have more than anything with like with stuff like YouTube and stuff like that. It's like when I make stuff for other people, I feel like I take on. I'm like I am also now contributing to your brand but in reality it is not, not that, that deep yeah, it's yeah. not that deep and I think that is my biggest problem is I'm such a deep thinker on YouTube and overthinker and constantly trying to like figure out what the next thing is to the point where I'll say things to people like well in Georgia I'll be like oh it could be this such a small thing that's like changed everything this week um, just because I'm constantly looking almost for like that excuse to an extent and that and, and we'll be like there's there's like it could be the case but it's like that's also mental that you even thought of that mm. like you need to calm down because you're just going to drive yourself into like an early grave thinking like crazy stuff like that. Well, and it, it's what good is it doing? Nothing. That's it. Because even if it is true, most of the time, like with YouTube stuff, I'll be like, oh, maybe I'll be like, oh, maybe it's the uh, saturation thumbnail. It's different to the other ones. Wow. And then because that's because like, it could it could be that's the issue. It could <laughs> it could be that. But it's like to the extent where like George the other day was like, oh, what do you think about my recent thumbnails? This one didn't do very well. And he's like, why do you think that is? And I was like. I was really thinking. That's because I do see those things. Yeah. Well, yeah, and that's part of the... Again, that's the strengths and the weaknesses, isn't it? It's the part that makes me so tuned in and it allows me to be able to adapt and do stuff like that, but also the part that drives me mental and probably also holds you back in so many situations. Mm. So last three questions. First one is... It's more... I I just... I love it. I love your indifference to being bisexual. Oh, I just could not care. I just love it. I because I kind of there's so much discussion about about all of that, and I just I oh, it's so dangerous to talk about. No, that. yeah, I know, that's that's well, that like, is also one of the main I love reasons. How indifferent you are! To, I love it just like yeah. What's well, one of the main reasons why I don't talk about it as well? It's because also I'm like I don't know if even as somebody who is bisexual, so I think to even talk about, it, I'm like, oh, am I gonna get it wrong? Yeah. Like, because you can, you you can worryingly just get it wrong. <laughs> Being bisexual, yeah, you get just, that wrong. You, know, you can like, talk about sexuality and stuff like that. It's such sensitive topics. So I'm yeah. like, I try and avoid it as Sorry, much as yeah. possible. I almost oh, just no, wanted, you know, it, that was more, I wanted just to, to say it because I think there's... The, I'm fine with talking with, about it, but it's in like, I, it's one of those things where I'm never like consciously thinking about it. Mainly also because of the fact that it is one of those things where it's like, as somebody who overthinks it, or I'm like, I just, I just don't, I also... It's mainly also going back to like the whole thing where people are, oh, Alex's video is so serious, I prefer the serious ones. I just don't like it when people are like, oh man, oh, your video's got so much better when I realised you were gay. And it's like, oh, what? What does that yeah. mean? So I, I was like, only funny because I, I belong to like a certain group of people that I do in my spare time, which hopefully you never see. <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> it's yeah, like yeah. Horror, unless my career goes horribly down the drain, I yeah. really need to career change. But I just think it's, I think that's really. I really enjoy. I was listening to one of your podcasts, and I just really enjoyed your your like lack of being bothered about it. Because I think as much as God, there's been so much that you know people have had to go through, and I understand that and appreciate that. I actually think 
the the space that you're you're living in in that sense is really healthy. I'm very lucky to the point where I don't have to really actually. It, it's not like a big thing, mm. you know. Whereas there are other people who get beaten, killed, and put in like terrible places for it in certain countries. So, and that was some of the things like. So I, that's one of the reasons why I also think it's important to be indifferent to it, because obviously you can go around being and, and like I, and I do talk about it occasionally because it is important to speak about that type of stuff because there aren't many people um, really around who do. Mm. Uh, but also some of those things where. I think if you want to normalise something like that, you've got to act like it's normal. Yeah, well, that's it. I think, as a, you know, as a straight guy, often a lot of the, the sort of the news that revolves around that is often stuff that is, is upsetting and, and sad and unfair and all those things. But actually, the exciting thing is that it could, it could not be, a, it might not be a big deal at some yeah, point. That's, and that's, I think um, you're an example yeah, of that's that. Yeah, that's kind of what I, that's my thing. Like, it's intentional. Like, it's not like, oh, just indifferent. It's, it's one of those things where I was like, I think it's important to be, like, I'll, I'll make jokes about it in videos and stuff, because, you know, um, I think a lot of uh, comedy obviously <laughs> comes from yourself and, and your experiences and stuff. But also in terms of just, like, being a person, especially as the fact that it's one of the things that I only realised, really, I, I've lost four or five months or so. To an extent, after meeting parents of kids at, at meeting Greeks, and I went out to a concert the other day and met a parent as well. So I role model, worryingly, a role model <laughs> to people. So it's also one of those things where I'm like, I know there are so many people watching me. I've got such a huge LGBT audience that I don't want those people to feel like, um, you know, yeah, you have to go around and shout about it and all of that, or, or that I'm ignoring it. It's like there's this perfectly fine middle ground where you can just be that and it doesn't have to be really anything else to that yeah which is why even like when I released like the rainbow merchandise it's like a big LGBT people love that I'm never going to stand and be like oh it's uh, gay people clothing because I because <laughs> that shouldn't make it any more interesting or special or cool mm. it's just clothes yeah and that's just how I see it personally no and I, I loved it I loved listen, like, hearing that I loved it like there was this sort of big question that's like oh okay what's he going to say and he's like I just not really no. <laughs> I'm cool because like, people, people will ask is comment like, and because I am almost saying different to it it's funny because it's to the point where people actually can't tell can't tell like they'll they'll read something somewhere and then they'll be like oh I read that you are but you don't act like it I don't really know that's such like an, it is yeah that's such an interesting thing yeah. for people to say. and it's probably the most asked thing I get apart from change your hair <laughs> so uh, yeah, I just I thought it was great, and the thing I think the the thing that's interesting between that and your relaxed look at it, and then YouTube and being defined by being a YouTuber, I wonder if there's some thoughts thought processes there that you should actually chuck onto YouTube. Yeah, again. definitely. I think it made my content has been a lot better since coming back from the two month break because mm. now I do not deep it at all, like before. Because it's I a choice, check, isn't it? I check my social blade every five minutes, um, like not even a joke, to the point where then I have my phone in my hand and I talk to somebody, I'd be able to get on. I wouldn't even. I'll just. I wouldn't even. Don't even realise doing it. So many of my friends have that. I remember Marriott deleted all social media off his phone. We had like two hundred and fifty k subs, and I was saying, "Oh, that just hinders your job," because that's how I've managed to normalise that behaviour. I was like, "If I constantly know, it was that like thing where it's like, if like." Sub shop flowers doing 15 hours, Sunday 20. I'd be like, What can I tweet? What can I Instagram? What can I do? 
and that is mental because sometimes people just don't click a button yeah sometimes people just don't find your channel and it isn't just it isn't all and and to be fair when the terrifying is i definitely could work at an output that would probably gain me like three four million more subscribers if i wanted to work like a robot sociopath which is what the americans do the reason why logan and jake did so well in such a short period of time because they were working with a team like 20 people just being like what do we post that is designed to get the most from this from that because i don't i try not to work like that because i also think ironically in a way people see through that and they actually don't click on it anymore and that and that's the problem because i i i am constantly in two minds with all of that stuff where it comes to caring that much because I know there are certain people who do not do proper thumbnails, they do not do proper titles, they don't do any algorithm work, they would not even be able to tell you how it works. Um, and they get 3 million views a day every day because of that. Because people go, I love how... Cody Coe's a brilliant example. Yeah. He's amazing, brilliant, very funny. And that is obviously a huge contributor that he is like funnier than 95% of people. But he's not a YouTuber in the sense of the word that you'd apply to a Logan or, yeah. or a Jake Paul nowhere near it in that business sense and that's why people love him mm. so you almost get dragged down this pathway where it's like being too analytical almost turns people off because i it's one of the things i started doing recently i used to have titles where i designed them to have keywords in them right now i went over the other day it's just called jake paul is a loser <laughs> and it was one of my best performing videos because i think people go oh it's so obviously dumb and stupid right yeah but people go yeah let's watch that because when it's Jake Paul did this and you wouldn't believe it. Mm. I don't want to click on that. It's, I'm like, oh, no, not you. I guess you. that's trends, though, isn't it? The trends that sort of come and go with all of those different things. But you, you know, you can set the tone if you want to. Yeah. It, but it's it's tough. It's tough to not get dragged away with it. Uh, final two. L- one I ask everyone, uh, what keeps you up at night? Oh, man. Uh, feeling like I am missing out on something right now that Basically, like, if I don't act on something now that I'll, in, like, two weeks' time, I know I get a chance to do it again. I think it's always the biggest problem. It's always feeling like I could be doing more. All and the by time. that, you, you, you're going back to YouTube there. You're yeah. videos, yeah. Just in anything. So it doesn't have to be YouTube, just in terms of my career. Right. Or my life. Yeah. Not even career. I'm really the word career from it. Because I don't, I don't really look at YouTube as career. I look at it as just part of my life. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't even like the idea of looking at it as, like, a job job. And I, I only really call it a job if I'm trying to... Because it is a job. But... Uh, more so to make people understand that it is work but for me I look at it it's like am I is there something that I should be do, that I could be doing now that I haven't done like for example today I was going to make a video but I went oh James be now I'll just sleep in and then tonight if suddenly the views went down I'd be thinking should have made that video today James, yeah James. Yeah, still my views. Uh, so that's what keeps me off at night okay. yeah. and last one I just thought it'd be interesting as someone who you know knows knows YouTube so well what do you see in 2020? What, who's Is there a YouTuber that you want to call right now is going to be huge? Oh, Kieran. I think Kieran will be huge. That's one of the reasons why I got him on. Uh, he edits my videos, but I got him to edit one of my 90 Day Fiancé videos, which is like my most beloved series. Mm. So one of the only original things on my channel. <laughs> um, and he... People were commenting on it being like, this is the best video you ever edited. And I was like, well, it definitely wasn't me. Yeah. Um, and I think that as soon as soon as he can properly put like that energy into I think his he's the, stuff, it's yeah. just he reminds me of when I found James actually. When I found James at one K subs, I remember I probably was a mistake to be fair. I called him up and I was like, You're gonna be huge. 
I always said to James, I was like, you'll pass me one day, but I, I'm massively. And I think that, I think Kieran is very much on, has, he is currently in the position where if he just uploaded a few of the right videos, he'd be there in probably six months. Yeah. And he's someone who, so I did a video with him, I think we hit 10k. Uh, same reason, saw him, think he's funny. Uh, his editing is great, but I think more importantly, he's funny. And uh, so we did, we did great stories, which we're going to do in a sec. And uh, we did one for his channel as well. And yeah, he's just a bloody good bloke. But he's, I think he's a, he's not a secret in our behind the, the scenes. Everybody knows Kieran. Everyone knows about him. Everyone loves him. But that's he is a though. huge secret. Because that was with James. Everybody knew who James was. Right. And everybody was like, he's great. And as soon as you've got that buzz around you, it's almost like, it's literally just work ethic. Because mm. I've had a bunch of friends, like five or six friends, who all had like three, four king subs. And I was, everybody was buzzing about them. And then they almost took that buzz as a, well, everybody, yeah. all these million sub YouTubers already think I'm hilarious and are telling me to make channels. What's the point in doing it? I might as well just kind of live off this. Because mm. it's almost like that. So when you give a, when they talk about giving footballers contracts when they're too young, yeah, and they're like, oh well, I might as well just. Oh, I'll be Man United player in five years, and then you never hear of them ever again because mm. they 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 live off of it. Yeah, uh, I don't think Kieran's like that. Although he's proven that he's got a ridiculous work ethic, so it's fine. No, we, we, we yeah we you know, we sat down and chat about it, and he's, he better he's a good lad. Uh, so well, yeah, regret, there you go. There's someone well, to go check out. Regret this horribly. Yeah, I know. Actually, if he turns his back on you now, yeah, stabs you in the back. Not another podcast. Then, imagine, yeah, exactly. But then you could do the. You come back and do a heated debate. Oh yes, like, yeah, yeah. Look at the views there. That'd the seventh one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, Al, thank you, mate. No problem. Uh, thank you so much. Really good to chat to you. Uh, if you enjoyed that and you haven't seen Alex's content, then obviously head over there. But you probably have already. Uh, check out the podcast as well, which I think is wicked for you. I think it's really, really good. It's great fun. Uh, Kieran's on that one as well, which I'm sure you're all going to search his name in a second as well. If you have a second, you could subscribe to me. That's up. That's up to you. And you should. That's up to you. Um, but importantly, let, let me know your thoughts in the comments below. And uh, when I say this, I, I, I'm talking to, if you're a bit older, don't be a dick and be patronizing. What did you actually get out of this conversation? And if you're younger, it'd be interesting to know what you think as well, because I think this is the whole point of the series is that it's about, we're all going through different processes all the time. It sounds cliche, but it's, it feels really true. And yeah, for, even for me to understand you a little bit better, means that I'm probably going to understand other people a bit better, which I think is a decent thing. So yeah, there you go. I uh, hope you enjoyed it. Uh, other ones coming very soon. So as I say, hit subscribe. I'll see you soon.